Hello, welcome to Splash Damage. Today we have a lot of topics, but we're pretty much gonna be focusing on the glory that is Pokemon XY because it is really good and you're about to hear us rant about it for forever. For 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, anyways, so yeah, today's topics are gonna be Pokemon, first reactions about the game. It's been about two weeks since the release. We're gonna talk a little bit about the culture behind it and about the sales numbers of it, which turned out to be pretty interesting. Second up, we're gonna talk about Watch Dogs delay and what that means for the PS4 launch. And then finally, our last segment is gonna be on the Stanley Parable, which just came out recently. That segment's gonna be brought to you by the Indie Game Magazine. But we will get to that later. First and foremost, Pokemon X and Y. But who are you? Oh, who am I? I'm Max Mallory. Hi, I'm Eric Brundage. You, uh, you're, you're dropping things today already. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, wow. It's You know what? I'm, I'm really tired, but whatever. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's get to the Pokemons. Yeah, we're going to get to the Pokemon. So the president of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata, said, uh, the early response to Pokemon X and Pokemon Y not only reaffirms the ongoing passion of Pokemon fans, but also indicates that an entirely new generation of gamers is eager to experience the franchise for itself. He said that after confirming that the game sold 4 million copies in two days. That's impressive. Yeah, like, dude, like, console releases don't even do that good. No. That was insane. Well, GTA Five, but that's Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. It's kind of in the shadow of GTA, which is also amazing. But, like, still, 4 million for a portable console, like, these that, days. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't. I don't remember the last time a portable game sold that well. It was probably the last Pokemon. Actually. It probably was, or it might have been. It might have been Animal Crossing too. Yeah, it could have been Animal Crossing. Because I know that I bought my 3DS for Animal Crossing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 3DS right now is just an Animal Crossing and Pokemon machine. Yeah. And maybe Netflix if you're into that. But that's weird. Yeah. That, hey, I, I, I do it. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's it it does the job when you don't want to use data on your phone, you mm, know, true. or like your your pad, your pad pod, pad pod, your iPad. Ah. So we both got we both went to the midnight release of Pokemon actually. That was really fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I I'd never been to the midnight release of a game before, but it was actually a lot of fun and there was a good amount of people there. There were. It was imp- There were there were no kids. There were no kids. <laughs> it was mostly college students and adults. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. It, that means that they changed their demographic around and yeah. they realized that if you it, based on the writing for the game. Well, I mean, the writing is still like for 10-year-olds basically, but, but, but there are things in there that they kind of the themes aren't for 10-year-olds. Yeah. And I don't know, a lot of the gameplay, like just the the little nuances that they've put in the game mm-hmm. are really they're really built for a different audience yeah. than than they used to be. Cuz they they completely put the focus on stats now. Yeah. Yeah, they put the focus on stats. They they put in all these little features for um, hardcore. Yeah, trainers. like like I was I was looking up uh, breeding. Like I was researching it with yeah. some friends, and there's this marking system they put in the game where you can mark your Pokemon with different symbols. And like when if you're just a, a new player or whatever, like the markings just basically are like, oh, I can like distinguish between whatever mm-hmm. Pokemon yeah. if I want. But each marking actually like corresponds to a stat. And you can mark whatever stats you want to keep in a Pokemon and, like, look at it later. Like, it's insane. It's little things like that. The the daycare, which is where you do breeding in Pokemon, uh, it's based on a step system. And the longest straight path in the game is right in front of the daycare. So people can just bike back and forth. Like, the little things or, like that. Or you could use the Lumio City Yeah, hack. the Lumios loop, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that was fun. It's, like, those are the things that are really cool. Like... 
beneath this game that seems like it's made for like 10 to 12 year old kids, there's this entirely deep metagame with all this strategy that's involved. Mm. And it's just, it's really cool to see developers cater to two audiences at the same time. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, like from a design standpoint, that's just so intriguing. Yeah, like, I, I really enjoy the way that they've done everything with the new Pokemon. Yeah. Because I played Diamond, I played Hard Gold and Silver, but I I kind of lost it. I was like, what what am I even doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm playing a game that's 20 years old now. Yeah, I mean... Not really, but... Well, like, it's old as hell. Yeah. Like, I remember popping in Heart Gold like, three months ago, and I was like, wow. I mean, Heart Gold is... Heart Gold and Soul Silver were really kind of the peak. Yeah. A lot of people agree. Um, just because they kind of perfected everything. You had two regions in those games. You had plenty of uh, multiplayer capability, yeah. uh, transfer capability, stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I Like, X and Y is kind of like the quintessential Pokemon game. Yeah, you know? if you want to get back into Pokemon, get X or Y. Yeah. I know people that, like, didn't play since Red and Blue, and they're like, I bought a 3DS for yeah. X and Y. And, like, that's insane. And they don't regret it either. Yeah. So that's, that's the best part. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool to see people do that. I don't know. Um, it's real. It's just really cool to see people get back into a series or a franchise, especially when they've been gone for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to be able to do that is insane. Yeah. Like, imagine Halo, like, five years from now making another game, you know? It'd be awful. Yeah, it would be <laughs> terrible. It would be horrible, maybe. Unless... Mm, no, it would probably be horrible. Yeah, sorry, be, Bungie. Yeah, sorry. Well, Bungie's no longer in charge of Halo. Sorry, 343. Yeah, studios. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so Whatever, like, what is it? Uh, Destiny? Yeah. Destiny. Destiny looks so good. Yeah. Like, Even though it's basically Halo with better graphics. It yeah. looks like Halo with Borderlands. Yeah. It's like Borderlands 2.5 with sci-fi Halo. And no more cell shading. Yeah. Oh, God. As much as I love Borderlands art style, like, I can hate it at yeah. times a lot. When I'm like, is this the best that this can look? Yeah. Because my roommate's computer looks <clears throat> just the same, and his computer's twice as <laughs> old as mine. Um, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we Anyways, are. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I think, back. I think the one thing about Pokemon that I kind of... Th- there were times where I enjoyed this more than the game was I, I actually really enjoyed the hype train for it. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds weird to say, because, like, usually... It's just like, a, oh, my God, I can't wait to get this game. But, like, there's there's kind of like a uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. There's just kind of like an air or like an aura around, like, talking to your friends about, like, what starter they're going to get, like, um, what they're going to do in the game, like, what features they're looking forward to and stuff. Like, I, with other games, I kind of just didn't do that. It was like, how excited are you for GTA? I'm really excited. Really? Because I'm more excited. Team Froki. So uh, this is Eric's <laughs> last podcast <laughs> because he's wrong. Team Froki for life. Um, team Fennekin. And who picked Chespin? Oh, right. Like four people. People in the world. Yeah. <laughs> there was, dude, do you remember? At the We were at the midnight release and we were asking everyone what, what their starter was going to be. And there was like, what, 25 people? And we're like, who's getting Froki? And a couple of people were like, yeah, me, yeah. And I was like, who's getting Fennekin? And some people were like, oh, I am. And then my friend Jake goes, who's getting Chespin? And no silence. One. Yeah, like. No one. Yeah, but that like that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, the our little tiny fun trip around 
Yeah. The town oh trying to find God. a midnight release. Hey, Walmart, get your pre-order shit together, okay? <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. See, Already? Oh, no. One... Well, actually, wait. This is really late in the episode for shots fired. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Walmart, but I don't think you'll care. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, get your shit together, though, on your pre-orders. Like, it's ridiculous. Um. But no, I I did really like the game. I thought it it's going to be a landmark in not only like the franchise but just kind of Nintendo's history. Yeah. It's definitely going to save Nintendo's handheld. Well, you don't really need to save Nintendo's handheld, but Yeah. Um yeah, you definitely don't need to save the 3DS. I can tell you that much. Um but it's it it's definitely going to be a huge landmark. Like it's one of Nintendo's best games, I think. Yeah. Just Nintendo and Game Freak definitely didn't know what they were getting into, but they've definitely hit the mark with it. Yeah, they totally did. I really want to see, um, as much as I like Game Freak's talent in Pokemon, I really, really want to see them make other stuff. Like, I know they yeah. came out with Rhythm Heaven, or Rhythm, yeah. whatever that whatever. was. I don't um, know. I don't remember it. Yeah, it was Rhythm something. And it was, like, it was okay. But, like, I don't know. I kind of want to see them design, like, an RPG that's not Pokemon or something like that. Mm. Um, Digimon? They, no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, and not Yu-Gi-Oh either. Um, uh, I'm all out. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, they, they've made a couple other games. Yeah. But, like, eh. They're known I, for Pokemon, and yeah. they know what works. I can't, yeah, I can't blame them for sticking yeah. with what they know because it's successful, and yeah. it makes them money. Money's good. Money's pretty, uh, eh, mm. eh. I don't know. That's a whole nother discussion, money versus creativity. Like, we're not going to get to that because that would be a five-hour podcast. Well, <laughs> if, we, if we run short on content, we could probably just hammer it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think about, like, the Pokemon culture? Like, what do you think about the fans? I, I've never really experienced any negative fans who basically bash someone for liking one Pokemon or another. They joke, but it's not like they're going to take someone out behind the store and beat the crap out of them it's kind of interesting because i kind of think i have <laughs> oh really really I mean, do you have a story well no i i don't i'm sorry but like i've been to i, I don't have like a story story oh. i have anecdotes but like i've 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 met people who like play competitive pokemon and it's uh like they're kind of like oh you're using that pokemon wow or like how long have you been playing this game man and it's like why well Competitive, come on, that's MLG pros, man. I've met competitive people that are awesome, though, and like the Pokemon community is pretty good in terms, like yeah. as far as competitive gaming goes, they're 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 no League of Legends. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that is a whole nother com- like holy Com- crap, the MOBA community. Yeah. Is so bad. Yeah. I cannot stand it. Like people have quit MOBAs because of how like mean other people are to them. Yeah. It's terrible. Um. But I don't know. I think I think this is a good general sort of get into competitive play with because, like, we're we're what two weeks after release and there's still like a nice chunk of info we don't know. Yeah, they're still finding things out. Yeah, and uh, so like competitive play is really interesting and it it'll continue to be interesting um, until we get the bank in December. Yeah, and we get all the Pokemon ever yeah. in Wonder Trade and stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of actually I'm kind of worried about that. What Wonder Trade or the bank? The bank. Because, like, as much as I like it now, like, there are certain Pokemon that are really, really rare and, like, worth something. And the way, like, random battles are online mm. 
are just really interesting because everyone's using what's in the game because you can't find anything yeah. else, you know? Um, but it's just, it's it's interesting. We'll have to see what happens yeah. in terms of the bank. Uh, well, oh, I was going to say about the bank. Uh, yeah. I believe the voice actress for Pikachu, uh, she ma- went on this long-winded speech about how she feels like she'll hand her bank account down to her grandchildren. Aww. And so that they'll be fighting with her Pokemon years later. Like that's kind of cute. It except, is cute, but yeah, that's how, how not going to happen. Yeah, how feasible like, is that? But yeah, it was really cute to watch this woman say that. But you know, yeah, there's like the there's a character in the game you meet too who's like, uh, I'm really glad I store all my Pokemon in boxes because one day I want to trade Pokemon with my kids. And I'm like, oh, that's really cute. I'm sorry your dreams are going to be crushed. Like, <laughs> I don't know. As much as I like Pokemon and how it's still alive after, what, 15? 15 years, 15 yeah. 15 years. Getting around there. Probably a little more than that, actually. Yeah. I It's it's got to die out one day, man. Yeah, it's like, going yeah, to run out of steam. Yeah. Because really, what, what other three things can we get? What other three elements or... Yeah. What else are you going to add? Like, it's just going to end up being, like, a routine kind mm-hmm. of thing. If it hasn't been already. Yeah. Like, you can add, you can add plenty of new Pokemon and new regions, but... Like, there's, there's nothing they can really change unless they change the game type, which they did with uh, Pokemon Stadium when that first came yeah. out. Uh, Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon Ranger, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Pokemon Puzzle League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was like Dr. Mario, wasn't it? I don't, uh, even, yeah, I don't, it was, even, I don't it even remember like that. It was like a competitive Dr. Mario. Yeah. Yeah, I it know was, it got hardcore, but... Oh, Pokemon Pinball. Let's not forget Pokemon oh, Pinball. Oh, I, I love that game. That game was really good. Yeah. That game was really good. I need to find that cartridge again and boot that up. Yeah. Um, but, but like, it's just, like, the original's gonna die out. It yeah. has to. Just like everything else. I don't know. Sorry. Well, what about Final Fantasy? That's still going. Final Fantasy's gonna die out. Final Fantasy's been around, what, only a little bit longer than Pokemon. No, a little bit longer. A lot longer. Like a lot longer? Yeah. Like a decade? I think so. Really? Maybe. 80s? Early 80s? Early 90s. Pokemon's around in the early 90s. That was late 90s. Mm, So Mm. like five years, six years? Okay. Well, look at look at Final Fantasy 13. Like, that got crap reviews and stuff. Well, didn't they fix it now? Well, I mean, in... Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen two is was pretty decent, and Lightning Returns is looking like Final Fan like it. It just looks like another Final Fantasy game. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, the first one was infamously called Hallway Simulator twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I feel old now. Wow. Oh my god. You know what made me feel really old? This is totally off topic. I don't care. One of my one of my Facebook friends posted about the Xbox Live Gold free game this month. Yeah. It's Halo 3. And he's like, Wow, Halo 3's free this month. Time for some nostalgia. What? The game is six freaking years old. Like this what are you talking about? <laughs> like I played that game as a like a sophomore in high school. Like that's not nostalgia. I, yeah, that's that shouldn't be. That no, nostalgia should be anything below middle school. Yeah. I, I was so like taken aback by that. I was like, how are you getting nostalgia about Halo 3? And why are we so old? Yeah. Like, ugh. Man, I'm the oldest in the room, aren't I? Are you? I think so. Probably. Oh god. I'm twenty seven. So oh. No, oh. I'm sorry, that's a lie. Oh uh, man. The thing about Pokemon that's really interesting is that like I I haven't even I don't I didn't buy X and Y for nostalgia. 
No, I didn't, I didn't either. I yeah. just bought it because I was like, that looks like a good game. Yeah, like my one of my roommates was like, I don't know, I think the game's just a lot of nostalgia. Like, I think people just buy it because they played Pokemon as a kid. And I'm like, you know, like, while I did play Pokemon as a kid, that's really kind of, like, not true. Like, I really just... I think it's it's a really well-designed game. Yeah, it's like, a brilliantly designed game. Yeah, it's insane. And, like, sh- sure, the story's kind of written for 10-year-olds, no, but, but... Who cares? Yeah. and It's not about the story anymore. Yeah, this one's, this one's actually got a lot of themes, and, like, there, there are parts of it that are a lot more uh, mature yeah. than in the older games. Like, the whole thing with Az and his story... Yeah. Shh. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it because okay. because that's one thing I can avoid spoiling and still talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, his whole story was really cool. Yeah. And um, Did you notice that he was really big compared to everyone well, else? Well, yeah, because he's not 10. <laughs> like, oh, right, right, right. He's right, like right, a right. thousand... Oops. Uh, Oops. A uh, thousand Oops. grand is how much money, money. I, Forget it. Okay, forget so anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, oh, boy. Wow. Wow. You almost you almost messed up. Fuck. <laughs> you done fucked up. Okay. Stop. Okay, so now this is the uh Eric Brundage hour. Um well Max <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> uh Froki's clearly the best Pokemon because you get you get spoiler alert. Right, but you're wrong. Oh, you know what I didn't know about Pokemon? What? Uh when did you know about Pokemon? The the fact that you can catch a third legendary. Yeah. Like I okay, here's the thing. I, I have played uh, I, I skipped third gen and I mm. didn't really give a crap about fourth gen. Yeah. But uh, I played fifth gen a lot and I played second gen a lot and I didn't know you could catch the third legendary in all the games. Like in uh, Diamond and Pearl, you can catch uh, the what's his name. Um, I don't remember the legendary. Yeah, I don't that. remember, but I, you can catch you can catch like twelve legendaries in that game. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. And like seven of them are side quests. Yeah. Like end game side quests, which is stupid crazy. Um, in in uh, Hoenn, in the third yeah. gen, you yep. can catch Rayquaza, apparently, yeah. and Ruby and yep. Sapphire. Yep. That's so cool. Like, what the hell? That's so cool. Max, <laughs> you you done fucked up. You didn't know this shit? I didn't. And <laughs> and so, uh, spoiler alert, when I saw the third legendary in Pokemon X and Y, yeah. I, like, flipped shit. Like, like my, uh, my friend texted me. He's like, yeah, I just caught the third legendary. I'm like... There's a third legendary? That's how I reacted when you told me that you could catch it. And I was like, shit, I need to get that. Yeah, dude. And it's cool. That yeah, was like the cool. coolest battle I had in the game. Zygarde or however yeah, you want to Zygarde. pronounce it. Yeah, Zygarde. Zygarde. With the hexagons? Yeah, the hexagon. Oh, man. The hexagon for the ba- the intro to the battle, it just fades into hexagons, which yeah. is awesome. It's it's really cool. Like, that's such a minor thing. But, yeah. like, that's the whole thing about um, that I've noticed with with games lately is that it's really not these grandiose things that really impress me. Like, I, I think it's cool that Rockstar remodeled Los Angeles in a video game. Yeah. Sure, that's cool. But you know what's cooler than that is the fact that I can get hot pink rims on my car. Yeah. It's the fact that I can dive bomb a header as Franklin and headbutt people whenever I want. Like, it's those little things that, that are really interesting in a yeah. game. Like... I don't really care that much about the fact that there's a whole new region in Pokemon that's one of the biggest regions ever that's based off of France. Like, that's I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that I can do a 360 pirouette off of a ledge on my rollerblades in freaking Pokemon. Yeah. Like, that's cool you, as you hell. You freaked out when you saw that. Dude, when I saw the backflip, I, like, dropped my DS. Like, you did, and I was like, you okay, man? <laughs> it was cool, but, like... That's the thing with this generation that um, 
I've really noticed with a lot of like the really big titles yeah. that are really interesting is that they always advertise these big grandiose features, but like the real things that make those games amazing are the really little things that I notice. Like a Flabebe? Like a Flabebe, which is a crap Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> so way better. Um, but it's fairy type. Well, who cares? Yeah, the whole fairy type is weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I, they needed more fairy type Pokemon. Uh, yeah, honestly, I like. I don't know if I like it. And like, yeah. some of the Pokemon are kind of cool. And like, I'm not gonna say I like Klefki, but I think his design is interesting. Yeah, his design is very interesting. Yeah, from and, a designer. Dude, and like those types are so cool, Steel Fairy. But like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of bugs me. Um, the, I think I think the design of the uh, I think it's seventy Pokemon, sixty nine, seventy Pokemon this gen. Yeah, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Don't ask me why that's the number. <laughs> Hiyo. Heyo. Um, can we get like a radio sound effect? <laughs> 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 um, I think the design is a lot like, it's a it's a step up from black and white. Yeah. Um, and, and like here's the thing, I hold the unpopular opinion of liking black and white's gen. Even though it was all inanimate objects, I avoided that so much. Why? I I just didn't feel like getting another Pokemon game until I wanted to wait for the 3DS version of a game to come out, and I waited, and yeah. I'm quite impressed. It paid off, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of people complained about Black and White's design because uh, the design was all basically all inanimate objects made into Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, like Garbodor is a garbage Pokemon. Um, Vanillish. Vanillish is an ice cream Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. He's cute as hell. Yeah, I don't. I'm not uh, saying that he's not cute. It's just yeah. like, but like, what? Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, is that an ice cream cone? <laughs> um, uh, Chandelure. <laughs> the Chandelier Weird Pokemon. Po- yeah. No, really. Ghost Fire. That's a cool type. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it's stuff like that, and like people were really just kind of like, why? Like, why would you do this? But uh. They kind of went back to animals in yeah, this one. Yeah, and that's that's good. Animals and plants. Yeah, that's well, good. Well, other than fungus, but you know. Fungus is stupid. Yeah. Um, but there there are still like some of the inanimate designs, but they made them a little better. Yeah. Uh, Edge is really cool. Yeah, that is a cool Pokemon. Yeah, you've been you've been breeding those, haven't you? I have been. I have a box full of Hone Edges. And you've been wonder trading them like crazy. Yeah. I dude, it sucks. Like I really need to like look up breeding again, because I've been breeding forever, and I still only have, like, a certain amount of IVs. IVs being for IVs. the audience at home? Oh, my God. Dude, that's, like, a 10-minute discussion. Uh, look, if you're ever interested in, like, the metagame of Pokemon, just look up breeding, and that's the tip of the iceberg is breeding. Yeah. Like, that, uh, it's so insane. I'm not even going to touch that shit. It's yeah. just too much for me. I just want to catch all one, well, 716 Pokemon? Seven, no, it's different. It's it's like 730. It is? Seven, yeah, it's oh. like 732 or something, I think. Wow. Yeah. That made my life harder. 700 freaking Pokemon, man. Yeah. Holy crap. Where have they all gone? Like, I remember as a kid being amazed when gold came out that and there were 250. 150. Yeah, that, 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 that blew my mind. I was like... How can they fit so many characters into one cartridge? Yeah. Oh my god, and then when you, you discover Kanto yeah. in the game, like yeah. <laughs> how how would you do that? Oh, it's so crazy. Um and that's probably the only disappointment I have with uh X and Y. You don't have any other uh area to explore. Yeah. I was really hoping that I when we were me and Eric played through the game pretty much the weekend it got released. Yeah. And 
I was holding out hope that it was going to be the Pokemon game, and when you finished, you would be able to travel to every region that was ever in the game. All the way back to Kanto. Which would be so cool, man. Yeah. Seriously, Game Freak, if you're listening to this... Which you're not. Which you're not. But seriously, make a $70 version of Pokemon and just have it be every region. Like, I would buy that. Yeah. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Or make an MMO, that too. That'd be awesome. Why haven't they cashed in on that? Probably because they realized that it wouldn't work. Who knows? Why? Why? But it would totally work. Mm. I'd pay 15 bucks a month for that. Really? Yeah. Are you Are you kidding me? A Pokemon MMO. I'd probably pay 15 bucks, maybe one month, and finish the game and be like, uh, I'm not paying that. I don't know. I think it's like there's a there's a actually an alpha of a Pokemon MMO that got pulled because Game Freak and Nintendo said. Did uh, it got pulled? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Got it. Got yoinked. Damn. Yeah. They got us. Friendly cease and desist letter from that, Nintendo that, saying that makes sense. Saying, um, we like what you're doing, but we really can't let you do that. Yeah. Or else everyone else is gonna be doing it and they're not gonna uphold the standards. We're gonna be really sad. Yeah. Um But uh so in general, yeah, Pokemon X and Y are like they're really good. And in all honesty, if you haven't played Pokemon in a while, uh it's Or at all. Or at all. Yeah, this is a good place to start. Uh, there's plenty of features. The main game is like 35, 40 hours. It's, I, dude, it. I got through it in 24. What? All the way through Endgame? Yeah. Dude, it, no, not, not, wait, to Endgame? Yeah. Dude, it took me like 30, and I barely trained. I didn't train at all. What? I, I just blew through that. You're ridiculous. Still, 24 hours? <laughs> 20, I speed ran. Don't do what I do. 24 you miss like half the story. <laughs> yeah, don't mash A through the story. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, the story is actually um, really heart-touching. But it's a really it's a really like good place to start yeah. for new people uh, and returning fans from like blue and gold and all that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really good place to jump in. Uh, and no matter how much money Nintendo and Game Freak have, like, I have no problem giving them more. Yeah. They can have all my money, really. They know what they're doing. Like, I, I would consider buying a Wii U once they get some <laughs> decent titles on there. I know. I'd buy a console from Nintendo, but not from Sony. Or, you'd buy a Wii U? Yeah, I'd buy a then Wii U. Then you'd you would be the seventh person in the world to own a <laughs> Wii U. Well, they're going to get some decent titles eventually. Yeah, they're going to get, let's list them off. They're going to get Brawl. Well, it's not going to be Brawl. It's Super Smash Brothers. Okay, they're going to get Super Brawl 2. Okay. Oh, hey, there's the list. There you go. <laughs> there you go. The new Mario games looks looks pretty good, too. Actually. Okay, so that's two games. We're at two. There's probably... Zelda? Th- so, okay, three. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just done. Actually, I, really quickly, I do want to say about, um, about Nintendo. I had this discussion with a friend of mine um, last year, but... Have you noticed that Nintendo does this with every console they release where they basically have like five or six main franchises mm-hmm. and with every console or every portable they just release new versions of yeah. each of those franchises. Well, they have to. That's kind of what they're what's expected of them. Right, but wouldn't like and also like uh superhero movies, they have to keep renewing their licenses or else they could lose those and other people could use that stuff. I just think I think it'd be really interesting if they changed it up a little bit. Like Yeah. They need to they do need to start creating new IPs, yeah. but well, they not ha- even not even new IPs. They can do they can do what Pokemon did and just cross over on genres. Mm. Um, like I'm not talking anything drastic. Like you guys don't need to make a Zelda RTS or something crazy bullshit like that'd that. That'd be silly. Yeah, that'd be stupid. But mm. like uh, like Pokemon Ranger was kind of fun when it first started, and um, 
My nose is about to bleed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to go ruin one of my gloves. Okay, well, Max attends to himself. Hi, um, my name's Eric Brundage, and I'm stalling for time because this is going to make P-Mix life ten times harder. The show must go on. show must go on. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> Yeah, I think I like. I really just wish they would cross over on genres a little more. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, you don't need to make a fucking Zelda RTS, but uh, I'd love to see like a Mario that's not a platformer. Yeah, that'd or be something great. like well, that. Well, they could do a Mario RPG. Yeah, they could do another Mario RPG. That'd be awesome. Seriously, Legend of the Seven Stars was amazing. Yeah. Like, I loved that game. Um, what other fr- Pikmin? Pikmin. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. And uh. I don't know. Actually, I, I really don't know how I feel about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I think it is. Yeah. Because the newest one came out, and it got really shitty reviews. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, that's what I really wish would just happen, is they would just, you know, do more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, change up their genres, be a little more creative. Uh, but clearly, I fell for their trap, because I fucking love the 3DS. Yeah. Like the 3DS is a great console. I've, Even though, well, okay, I'm griping on Pokemon a little bit when I say the 3D in battles can lag a lot. Yeah. There's frame drops, and yeah, it's noticeable. The, the 3D in general on Pokemon X and Y is kind of crappy, but, like... They do a great job with some other games, like uh, even even like the really small ones, like the 3D Excite Bike. Yeah, that's, holy crap! Yeah, you showed me that, and yeah. I was blown away by what yeah, they're doing with that. It's freaking nuts, and um, I I don't know, like I the 3DS, I play my 3DS more than I play my Xbox. I like. Okay, I can't I can't say that I don't use my computer more than I play my 3DS. Right, but you play your 3DS a lot. Yeah, and, and you're a hardcore PC gamer. Let's yeah. let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> um, watchdogs. Yeah, watchdogs. The watchdogs delay. Um, so, watchdogs was this really hyped up title um, from E3 2012. Yeah. It's it got a lot of hype, even even before yeah. gameplay really. Yeah. Uh, it got a lot of hype, and it it does. It looks awesome. Yeah. Like, it looks it, so I good. I want to get. I would get it. Yeah. If, you know, I own a console. <laughs> if I own a console. If oh, I own a uh, Look consoles. at this guy. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but but it got delayed by um, it got delayed by the company developing it. I don't remember their name right now. I'm sorry. Um, but I don't have it on here either. Yeah. Wow, you're a terrible producer. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> it's probably. I think it's Sony. I think it's. Yeah, it might be just be Sony. Sony first party. Um. But it got delayed until, like, March or April. It, it got delayed until the spring. And um, they released a statement online about um, <clears throat> about the delay. And it said, We know a lot of you are probably wondering, why now? We struggled with whether we would delay the game. But from the beginning, we have adopted the attitude that we will not compromise on quality. As we got closer to release, as all the pieces of the puzzle were falling into place in our last push before completion, it became clear to us that we needed to take the extra time to polish and fine-tune each detail so we can deliver a truly memorable and exceptional experience. Which I agree with. Yeah. Like, I am all... I have no problem with delays. Yeah, delays are fine as long as they're not, like, going to cost you extra money, mm-hmm. the consumer extra money. Yeah. I mean, I think there are very rare exceptions where... Um, it could be a problem. Yeah. Like if if you really hype up a game, and you and you make it part of package deals, you take pre-orders. Uh, if there's a problem, 
stuff like that, like the Ouya. Yeah. Um, that was ridiculous. Wait, what's that? Well, the Ouya, I mean, the Ouya technically wasn't delayed, but by the time it came out in retail, their backers were still, like, waiting on their shipments. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's that kind of stuff that really hits. But the only, the only real qualm I can see here is the people who pre-ordered a PS4 specifically for Watch Dogs, which, uh, which I originally did, but... You know, did I'm, you cancel your pre-order? Yeah, I'm poor. So I, you canceled it just because of Watch Dogs? No, I canceled it because I'm poor. Oh, okay. But I, if I had, <laughs> if I had the money, I would have canceled it mm. because, like, Watch Dogs is the one game I'm looking forward to the most in this in this next gen. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm fine with them delaying it, but I'm just worried about how people who like really wanted that game and were getting the console for that game mm, are gonna yeah. feel. Um, what was that quote you want to say? Oh, oh, there by mm-hmm. s- some game designer by the name of like Miyamoto or something. <laughs> some, some dude, <laughs> like Shigeru Miyamoto or something. Um, he he once said that a bad game is bad forever, and a delayed game is just delayed. And when it comes down to having a giant IP like this coming out, a delay isn't that big of a deal. It could be. It could be costly for the developer but right it'd be even worse for them to lose that much face on the ip by yeah. shipping a shitty tile yeah there's a like i believe the whole idea of like crunching is really bad yeah. in, in developers like i think that whole concept is ridiculous and um i think i think developers will not only find that creativity over money is a good idea but i think that if they do it they'll get more money in the end anyways mm. um I just like there are so many horror stories of development going wrong because of time constraints. Yeah. Like uh, the whole LA, LA, blah, blah, the whole L.A. Noir controversy is disgusting. With uh, Team, Bo- do you know about that? I don't remember. Okay, so Team Bondi in Australia, yeah. uh, like along with Rockstar, developed L.A. Noir, mm-hmm. and they had like horrendous crunch hours. Like they had ridiculous overtime. They slept in their offices. Wow. Uh, and, like, when the game actually came out, a lot of the people's names who worked on the game were missing from the credits. And, Ooh. like, they, they like, Team Bondi treated them like shit. And That's it was awful. really bad. Yeah. And um, so they, like, the people that were excluded from the credits actually ended up starting this website called LANORcredits.com and listing their names and, like, that's when press started going, like, oh, what's going on? Like, did this really happen? <clears throat> and they looked into it. And they interviewed some of the former members on Team Bondi and revealed this whole streak of, like, horrible treatment of the employees and horrible overtime hours, like, 70-hour work weeks. Max, you're not making my career choice. Yeah, I know. Looking really, really good. We're screwed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was it was really bad. And, well, we're not in Australia, but still, it happens It happens with Rockstar. Yeah. Like, it happens with a lot of big game. I'm sure it happens at a couple EA studios, too. Really? You, <laughs> you think it happens a little bit? <laughs> uh, SimCity 5, anyone? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, that's, a different sh- that's a different show. I want to play that game, but... No. It's not... No. Yeah. No, Max, don't. I... Uh... It looks so good, but why did it have to be attached to some crap, stupid distributor? DRM. Uh, Freaking Origin. Oh, man. That makes me sad. Um, But, yeah, no. All in all, the Watch Dogs delay is fine. Like, 
I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, a delay on a game is fine. If anyone has a problem with a game being delayed, they should just look at games that have been rushed, like SimCity 5. Yeah. Or Planetside 2, another Sony title. Yeah, like, honestly, when games are delayed and people are mad, like, I, they're just impatient, you know? And I really can't think of a scenario where a delay of a game became a negative for that game, besides the games that, like The Last Guardian that aren't even out yet. Yeah. But those don't count. Um, like, if, if a game gets delayed, it just means that the people working on it care about it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but anyways, I am really excited for Watch Dogs still. I, I am interested in watching you play it. Because <laughs> that's probably what's going to end up happening, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you're going you're gonna to watch Dogs? Uh, no. No, nope. no. There's no joke there. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Would not. Would not listen again. Yep. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Don't stop don't, listening. Please don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, I wish them the best. I hope that it all goes well, and I'm still really excited for their game. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go on to our third topic. Um, this is brought to you by the Indie Game Magazine, who's hosting this podcast on www.indiegamemag.com. Uh, give them a visit for news, previews, reviews, and interviews on the latest indie games. They're really awesome people, and I'm one of them. Um, so, the Stanley Parable. What is that? Yeah, it's... <laughs> the Stanley Parable is a game that started out... Or is out, it? God damn it. We're going to do this the entire conversation. Yeah. Just FYI. Um, it's it's uh, probably a video game that was originally a Half-Life 2 mod. Um, and it's it's a lot in the, in the lines of Dear Esther, where it's kind of those, like, one of those walk around and find out what happens games. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's really, really experimental. Like it's, it's, it's very cool. A little experimental? A little. It's pretty experimental. Or is it experimental? Or is it just a normal game, Stanley? Yeah. My name's not Stanley. (laughs) Eric, Stanley, same name. Um, (laughs) essentially that's what the, that's what the game tells you or does it? This is, we're, we're beating this horse dead. Yeah. It's terrible. Stop. Just stop. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's it's a really cool game. Um, did you, you've played it, right? I played it for three hours. So I've gotten pretty much all the endings that aren't just, let's close the door and cry in the corner. Yeah. It's it's really cool. And the, like the little the little things in it are hilarious. Like, have you seen the achievements list? Yeah, the achievement list The is achievements great. list is so funny. There's one that's like... Uh, uh, play the Stanley Parable for the entire duration of a Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, click on door 435 times. That one's really fun. That one is fun. Yeah, because they send you on this whole, spoiler alert, they send you on this whole, like, mini quest within Stanley's office. Yeah. And, like, the whole, we should get to the meat of this. The Stanley Parable is, like, the whole point of the game is that it's there's this narrator narrating a story for the character that you play, but... um instead of like just watching a cutscene where the narrator talks about what happens you you can control the the whole thing so the infamous like first scene in the Stanley parable once you get through like a little corridor at the start yeah. is you enter a room with two doors and um the narrator tells you which door to choose and you can either obey his word or disobey it yeah he'll say like Stanley entered the door on the left and then if you go to the left door, he'll, like, continue his story. And if you go to the right door, he'll, like, deflect the story. Like, I know that uh, 
in the original, I think he said like, he, he like he like resetted your position back to the room, yeah. and he was like, <clears throat> Stanley entered the door on the left, and then like it's so funny. <laughs> and there's and now the, he goes to the conference. He goes to the meeting room. No, the lounge. Lounge. Well, oh, well lounge and then conference room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like. Uh, if you go to the right door, the narrator will be like, Stanley decided to take a detour through the employee lounge. And then, like, you can go you to the... You clearly played this game way too much. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> it's not even that hard to memorize. No, no. Uh, but, like, the whole thing is is really, like, interesting and different. And, yeah. Like, the narrator basically, like, guides you through this game in a really hilarious fashion. Um, there's There's another part where you're, like, in this office, and it's, like... There was a keypad on the door that Stanley's boss was hiding key information for. And Stanley was very curious about what was inside, but he had no idea what the password is. He had literally no clue to enter 4624 on the keypad in front of him and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really funny. Um, but, oh, my God, it's so good. It's real. like, that's definitely, a, like, one of the best indie games I've played this year next to... Uh, Fulbright Company's Gone Home, and you don't know indies, do you, Eric? No. Oh, I'm get, sorry. Get on the train. Oh, oh that's so I'm, good. I'm sorry. I suck with our... I, I, can't, I can't handle our sponsor. It's okay. Our sponsor's great. Yeah, it is. Um, but, the, yeah, the Stanley Parable's really good, and this is like... They, since it started as an HL2 mod, um, they did like a HD remake, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and did went through Steam, uh, Steam Greenlight and all that. Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a uh, there's like some new content. Like it's oh, not just yeah. it's not just the original few endings, um, but it is it's a really good game. So if you guys get a chance, check it out. Um, also, another interesting thing about it was the demo. Oh, the demo. Yeah. That really had nothing to do with the gameplay yeah, at all. Like, even if you've already bought and finished the game, like, go back and play the demo. Because the demo, like, the demo of the Stanley Parable is like a, I think it's technically like a separate game called the Stanley Parable you know, demo. demo. Yeah. And the game is about someone downloading the Stanley Parable demo to try out the Stanley Parable. And you play as a character who's playing a demo for the Stanley Parable. And, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Where's the inception button? Um <laughs> Okay. So but yeah, but no, it's so it's so funny. And like the narrator's like, the demo will start in a minute. You have to stand there for twenty minutes yeah. and not do anything. And I don't know what happens when you stand there for twenty minutes. Because you're impatient. I, I'm very impatient. But it takes you through like the demo of the game and it's like the narrator will be like, we have some really interesting physics and new inventions that we've made for the Stanley Parable this time. Of like this wall that you can walk through. And it's like a brick wall. And uh, you like try and walk through it and you just stop. And he's like, oh, that's not working yet. Never mind. Turn around. Go out of this room. Like go back to the main room. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's so funny. Um but it's a really interesting take on narrative in games. Yeah. And, like, that's, I mean, that's what I'm studying. Like, that's what I'm trying to do with my life. But um, it's, it's like, it's a, good, it's a good game for people interested in the writing of games and, like, yeah. the storylines and stuff like that. Um, and, it, like, it's, it's really experimental, too. Because, like, the creator, um, like, like, all the reviews and what everyone's saying about it are always, like, is this a game? Is it just, like, a visual novel? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. 
No, they could always. Well, you can compare it to uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Or not Beyond. Good Beyond and two good and evils. <laughs> two good and evils. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm getting confused. Beyond two souls. Yes, that game. That Stanley Parable differs from that drastically because you're actually in control of what's going on throughout yeah, the story. Yeah, and you can, you know... Um, Make choices for yourself. Yeah, and this, the story changes drastically. It's not like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls. In or where, the end of Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Hey, okay, you know what? I've, I liked the ending. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. It didn't seem Shoot me. Like, it I'm, was sorry. A, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I understand. Like, I understand the public's opinion of that ending, but I thought it was fine. Like, sure, it didn't offer, like, all the endings they promised. Yeah. I think that's pretty crappy of Bioware yeah, to not deliver on their promise, but I still thought they... They should have delayed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have delayed the game. They should have delayed it like they're delaying Watch Dogs. Yeah. Splash damage. Woo! Okay. Yeah, I think that's about it, actually. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.